0: Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. I feel like we've had an action-packed couple of lazy days. Does that make any sense whatsoever?
1: I think, yeah. I put on
0: pants. I put on (laughs) real pants.
1: Well, since the last episode that we recorded, you and Olivia actually went to a social engagement.
0: We did. We went to Shady Grove Fertility's new office. They moved a couple of miles down the road. They have... 100 and something offices which is crazy and they have I think 4 or 5 in the Atlanta area um the one that I went to for for my IVF uh they moved out of there and they moved into this gorgeous and I mean gorgeous space and they were nice enough to invite me to the opening um you know I've had my doctor on the podcast and stuff like that so I've developed this awesome relationship with them and It was so cool. It feels a little bit like a spa, which I think is awesome because when you're going there, there's nothing like particularly, I mean, it's just, it's fertility stuff. It's scary. It's intimidating. You don't know what people are going to say. Maybe sometimes you get news you don't want. I don't know. So to walk into a relaxing environment just feels really good.
1: And the scale of emotions that exist in the waiting room it couldn't be any more diverse. Yeah. So somebody sitting in that room is or just received the best news of their life. Somebody else in that room just received the worst news that they're ever going to hear. And I thought one of the thing I didn't get to go to the, well, I didn't get to, go, I was invited, but I stayed home with Ellie and everybody nobody even really cared about Callie. They just wanted Nobody cared about me. They just wanted to see Olivia.
0: They wanted to see Olivia. And I like you know, I took her with me. First of all, rewind. I put on pants. Well,
1: let me just finish the waiting room okay, observation yeah, yeah. so I don't forget. One of the pictures that you shared that I thought was was a really nice touch in the waiting room of, of Shady Grove is boot they had almost restaurant style booth mm-hmm. sitting so you could you're still in the waiting room, but you could almost be in private.
0: Right. With your partner. Like it's like a cu- two, It's, it's a, like a little bench.
1: Like a little cubicle type thing. And yeah. I thought that was such a nice touch. Because so it if you are if you are getting really great news, you might not want to let the rest of the room see how elated you right. are, because everybody's hoping to get to where you are. And if you just got really bad news or you know you're gonna get really bad news when you walk in you probably don't want to make small talk
0: or you're walking into surgery or you're yeah, doing scary. Your egg retrieval, which is like you're just bloated and feeling like you're going to explode and you don't want to be nice to anybody. Just, it's um, just such it's a, just it's a, it's
1: thoughtful. It's such a kind, tiny detail.
0: Yeah. And I did get to see the room where, so we have the rest of our embryos are on ice. Uh, so I saw their little apartment there, which was crazy.
1: Is the name of that room ice, ice babies?
0: It, it, sh- it should be. <laughs> Shady Grove, we would like to name, I, I mean, we don't have a donation to give to you to put our name on something, yeah. but if we did, it would be the cryo room and it would be called Ice Ice Babies.
1: Ice Ice Babies.
0: <laughs> Somebody's not going <gonna> appreciate, <laughs> to appreciate that. Um, but okay, back to, again, I wore, I put on pants, I put on maternity jeans because I felt like, you know, okay, I have to, you know, their executives are going to be there. You know, lots of doctors are going to be there. I need to put on pants. Haven't left sweats in the past two and a half weeks, um, and my C-section scar is still really hurts, and my maternity pants were like hitting right at my scar, so I tucked a washcloth into my jeans. Oh no
1: way! I didn't have over know that.
0: my. Uh, C-section scar just because it still was like really tender and I didn't have anything other than sweats that were comfortable.
1: You could have gone in there wearing sweats. You had, you were carrying a 12 day old baby.
0: Well, everyone said that, but I just, you know, I just wanted to like, everybody was all dressed up and, you know, business casual. And I just wanted to like, you know, I still didn't fit in, but I fit in more than I would have. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that I wore it. But yeah, Olivia, I don't even think I held her the whole time. Like she was just being passed around. She was like the queen of the room.
1: Miss popularity, of
0: course she was, and she's like the little. She was like the unofficial little mascot in there because I'm like, this is this is the result of this office.
1: It's so weird for us to take a baby out in public because Ellie was born right in the middle of COVID, and. Right in the part of COVID where nobody knew anything, where we were doing stuff like putting there were arrows.
0: vaccinations, we were like wiping down our packages,
1: and they were put they were putting arrows on the hallways or on the aisles of, of the grocery store, of the supermarket, yeah. right? And so we just didn't go anywhere because we didn't know what to do or how to do it, right? And it's almost a novelty. The weather's been pretty crappy for a few days, but I'm excited to to do something like take Olivia to Costco. Yeah. Just to go. I mean, we'll be in and out in 20 minutes. She won't be awake for it. I struggle
0: with this because I think that we have such a chill kid in Ellie. And I think one of the reasons that she was chill was because we didn't rush her. Like her first two years of life were lazy family years and we got to soak in every minute and our life wasn't super chaotic. And I really liked that about the COVID time. And I don't, I would like Olivia to have a similar, like I know it's different for her because she's the second, her older sister has to like go to school and get haircuts and like do things. So we're going to be going places, but I just really liked the peace that we had with Ellie and I'm worried that, you know. um
1: I'm not not saying we sign her up for soccer tomorrow. Oh, I know. But I'm just saying when Ellie and I have to go run an errand to... Whatever, like I discovered a new playground, which, by the way, is a sentence I never thought I would say, yeah, I found a new playground that's kind of near our neighborhood, and I'm so excited to take Ellie to it, um, but just being able to take Olivia to that, she won't do anything but but sit on the edge in her car seat carrier right. stroller thing if I even take the stroller, I mean, I might just take the carrier, right, you know what I mean and mm-hmm and, and sit, sit on the bench with her but uh I um I'm just excited to do that yeah because you can't because I can because we couldn't we couldn't do it before
0: my parents came over uh, to our house yesterday and it's very funny so they're like can we come see the girls like the answer is of course and they they popped in and my dad still Olivia's two and a half weeks old my dad has not held Olivia yet and It's so funny to me because he is like terrified of newborns. And I feel like there are people that are just like this.
1: He hasn't admitted that, right? No,
0: he hasn't admitted it, but he hasn't held her. But it's very like my mom said yesterday, she goes, hey, Greg, do you want to hold her? And he goes, no, that's okay." And then he comes and he peers down and he like looks at her and he like doesn't even want it. She's like, do you want to touch her? Like, do you want? He's like, I'm good. I'm good. But like with Ellie, he's throwing her around. They're doing like, you know, rocket ship blast off. They're like best buds. And it's just really funny because I think there are people that are just not newborn people. Like they're just, it's like too delicate. They can't. My best friend um, from Colorado was the same way. She's like, I don't know what to do with the newborn. Like when they're two and you can talk to them and like make them laugh and do stuff like that's different. But newborns, I just feel like I have nothing in common with. And I feel like that's my dad.
1: I uh... Like he loves
0: her. He thinks she's very cute, but won't won't hold
1: her i before ellie i had no real newborn experience and it was super it it was super intimidating but as the dad you you have to do it right. you know what i mean you right. have you have to change a diaper you got to feed a bottle you got to learn how to do the swaddle you, all that stuff mm-hmm. especially when mom has a c-section right, right. you've got to do all that stuff and I learned very quickly that they're very one. They're very bendy. They are very bendy. They're very pliable. They're durable. They're well built machines, and uh that they and and, and they're and you're not going to hurt them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you, there's just something you just no. But it is really intimidating the first. I used to be that person where they would say where I would go over to my friend's house who and they would have a newborn. They would say, "Would you like to hold her?" And then I would feel rude saying no. And all I would know how to do is just put my hands out like this, awkwardly, you know, like
0: a football, like, like you're holding a football. or Like,
1: something. A, like a, yeah, like I'm making an awkward, you know, I don't know manger, whatever, yeah. with my hands, and I would just let the parents set the kid in there. And then I would tighten every muscle in my body and just look at it and say, okay, you can have it back now. Yeah. And never really knew how to because you could, there's all the rules. Oh, don't touch their head, don't support their neck, don't do all this other stuff. And
0: it can be a little scary. Yeah. I right, we didn't get to answer this question um, on Friday. But a very popular question that we got is Olivia is Olivia gonna have a nickname? Um and I think the I think the answer is no, but i th- I think the question arose because Ellie's a nickname, like Ellie when we when Ellie came out, it was Elizabeth, but Ellie for short, and that's the, just the way it was, but that's not legal
1: it is legal Ellie's not legal Ellie's her not, legal name Ellie is not her government name right. Olivia is Olivia's government name um but we wanted Ellie to be an Ellie. I didn't... I don't think Callie cared as much, but I didn't like Ellie as a government name. Yeah. Jeff I wanted a formal... I wanted a more formal name. I think Olivia is a formal name, but I do think she'll have a nickname.
0: Well, she'll have a nickname, but I don't think it'll be... I think it'll be like whatever we come up with. It's not like she's out of the womb and it's... it's we're calling her Olive short for Olivia. Like that... It's... No, it's not like that. Um, but... Is
1: Olive short for Olivia?
0: No, but I just, oh. Ollie, like we were throwing around <laughs> we're just calling, random stuff. We're here.
1: calling her Hubcap, short for Olivia. <laughs>
0: um, It could be Ollie. It could be Olive. It could be, I don't know. No, it's not going to be any of those. I think I started calling her, It might be Livy. It might be Livy. Um, but I don't think we'd sign her school papers as Livy Dollar. That would just be like something we call her in our house.
1: Maybe. I don't Ellie know. Ellie at
0: school is Ellie Dollar. Um, And I have started calling her Lou, which I think is funny because she's so tiny and cute. And that's like an 87-year-old man's name is Lou, like Livy Lou, Lou Lou.
1: Uh, I follow a, f- a friend of ours on Instagram and uh, she's in college. And she posted a picture the other day of her and her friend. Mm-hmm. And her friend's nickname is Beef. And for the record, her friend is Probably a t twenty- Are you
0: sure? Here's my question about that. Are you sure that everybody calls her Beef, or is she saying that because they're best friends, like BFF, Beef?
1: No. She wrote out the word Beef in the caption, and when I read it, I laughed out loud, because when you think of somebody named Beef, whose nickname is Beef, it's not-
0: You think of like a linebacker.
1: You think of the guy on the high school football team who- used to eat an entire pizza for breakfast, you know, and everybody would sit around and then he would fart really loudly and the people would think he's the greatest. Yeah. Oh, beef. You don't think of a cute college girl with, you know, at a sorority party. Right. Like that's not beef. So I think I'm going to start calling um, Olivia beef. (laughs) It's memorable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Cute. Why do you call her beef? Why not? Yeah. Why not? What do you got against beef? Her name's beef. Uh, okay. What else? An update. Uh, an update. An update on the hospital stuff. We did receive a message. Um, they left Callie a voicemail, and they sent me an email over the weekend saying that they, if we would like to sit down and meet with them, they would make time on their schedule to explain everything to us, which we wa- which we are. We yes. were so excited to get that message. Yeah.
0: And she said, I'm really sorry that you had that experience, which is awesome. Like, cause I, you know, it's not easy to make those phone calls, right? To someone that you know that you're calling that's irritated with you. And yeah, you know, we got a phone call over the weekend. They left a voicemail just saying, I'm so, I apologize. That that's the experience that you had. We would love to sit down with you. And talk through what happened and get you some answers here, which I thought was a great phone call. It was a perfect follow-up phone call.
1: Do you think they'll be intimidated when we roll in with podcast microphones and, <laughs> a, pro- and, a, and a producer to You're record gonna everything? You're not going to do that. Did you, did you snort laugh?
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you never, ever done that, I ever. Never,
0: I don't think I've ever done that.
1: Is that a pregnancy side effect oh my gosh could we put that on the list to talk to the hospital about and now she snort and laughs. now
0: she snort laughs what's up with that um so we're really grateful that we got that call I thought it was very cool um and we we owe them a call slash email back which we're gonna do but you know we're giving them the the what well, was the, it,
1: it was the weekend and I will, and I will say this um we got so many messages after Friday's podcast with people uh, saying, I hope you get the answers you deserve. It's definitely suspect. It's definitely weird. I want to say two things. One, it's not lost on me that our that the podcast and our social media following and whatnot prob- may very likely contributed mm-hmm. to escalating a response. Mm-hmm. It's possible it didn't but it's it, it's highly likely mm-hmm. right especially whether or not it, it yeah without going into i just think that it's very likely but what this woman referenced and what i will give as a suggestion to anybody is she referenced the email that i sent to the executive team right mm-hmm. and I just, I can't say this enough. If you have a significant customer service issue, find out who the, and this is why I think it works. Find out who the CEO is and the leadership is, right? Mm -hmm. Whoever's running the show. And send them a firm, factual, polite email insisting on the answers that you as a customer deserve send it to everybody in the executive chain who you can find an email address to, even if you're guessing at their email addresses. When I sent it, I, some people I just knew that the format of the, I can't remember what it was, but, you know, every like company's in it's, it's first like initial, J last dollar, name. Yeah. Yeah. J.Dollar at, right. you know, whatever. So send it, send that. And I think the reason that has worked well for me Is because, and I think the reason that works well, is because people who are in those senior level positions on a day-to-day basis are making enormous decisions Mm -hmm. that are steering this entire tanker ship, right? If if these big companies...
0: They're making 10-year decisions. They're
1: making 10-year decisions. And I think... It's highly likely that some of them just want to be able to solve a small problem. So here's a cut, you know, right. Like how them.
0: nice to be like, Oh, your budget's being cut by $40 million. And they're like, Oh my God. And the level of stress. And then someone's like, Hey, someone's complaining about, you know, I don't know, whatever. And like they're the like Oh, okay. Yeah. I can fix that. I can do that. What a nice break. It's like my, uh, it's like my lawyer that got me, you know, help me with a speeding ticket. I had, she's a, a criminal defense attorney. She try she defends murderers and she helped me with my speed or my traffic ticket because she thought it was fun.
1: Right. It was a it was a it was a different thing. And so I think just giving you don't the emails that I wrote to that level were not I'm gonna take you down. They were, hey, I have been I think this should be brought to your attention and I think you have the power to help fix it. Yeah. And I think that went a long way for, to, to getting it done. And so far so, you
0: have a hundred percent rate of return on it. I do. Which is awesome. I mean.
1: Now you don't always get the answers that you don't get to get the specific answers that you want and you might not get the solution that you think you deserve, but you will always get something in our case so far. Even if this goes, even if we can't get the answers that that we feel are are the right answers or whatever, somebody acknowledged our problem, apologized Mm -hmm. that we weren't happy, and offered to listen to us. And at the end of the day, that's all I want right now.
0: Right you know. That's so helpful. So yeah. helpful.
1: So we'll keep you posted on how um, how that goes because this just isn't a Callie and Chef and Olivia thing anymore. We're all in this together. <laughs> we've seen your messages and everybody wants the next chapter of this book. So we'll we'll give it to you when we know it, but uh, we, we are we're we're going to have the conversation that we that we feel like we're entitled to. So that's good.
0: We are going to thank some of our sponsors of the show, but I wanted to mention to you Um, life is full of micro anxieties. Jeff and I talk about that a lot. And when you think, at least I, Jeff, I don't know about you, but when I think personal assistant, I think expensive. I think fancy. I think, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't afford that. I can't do that. Um, but that's not really the case. And we have worked with Vava virtual for a couple of years now. And it was, it, it was instrumental when we were starting our business, but they can also help you with personal tasks that you or personal projects that you need help tackling. Um, done virtually and it's really cost efficient. And because you listen to the upside and we're friends with them, they're going to give you your first hour of work for free, which I think is super awesome. So the way you take advantage of that, if you want to look into it, if you want to schedule a consult just to be like, Hey, is this something you can help me with? Cause I need help. You know, with XYZ, I've been putting it off forever. and need to take that off my micro anxiety list. Go to vavavirtualcom upside. That's V A V A V I R T U A slash upside. And there you can schedule a consult and you'll also get your first hour of work for free. vavavirtualcom upside.
1: Feeling a little more stressed than usual, feeling a little more anxious than usual. And helping me out through all of this is my Next Evo CBD. Next Evo is the CBD brand that has data to back up what's on the bottle. The Next Evo CBD products are proven to absorb four times better than most oil-based CBD products. That means they work fast with absorption starting in just 10 minutes. They've also conducted human clinical studies to test the value of their products and their label contents are 100% guaranteed. This is why I think uh, a lot of people struggle with CBD because when they buy it or uh, try it for the first time, they have zero idea how much to take or what even what those measurements on the bottle mean. And if the manufacturer isn't reputable, you're not necessarily going to get the dosage that's on the bottle. That's not the case with Next Evo. So leave CBD oil behind and start the year with more effective and fast-acting CBD from Next Evo Naturals. They are water-based, faster absorption. Get 25% off by using code UPSIDE at NextEvo.com. That's 25% off at N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com. Use the promo code upside? One
0: of my very sweet friends um, surprised me with a baby brunch. I will say that because I said absolutely no showers. I don't want a shower. I have everything I need. I don't particularly like being celebrated. Um, So no showers. And she asked me and I was like, no. Then she's like, hey, I got all your friends together. Be available on the 13th um we're going to lunch and i'm like okay. which which well, is thank you.
1: fine because it it's not what you don't what you really don't like is the showers both you know the wedding shower and the baby shower where you are sitting on a chair in the middle of the room and people are handing you gifts and you have to open them hate and it. everybody's looking at you. You've, you just hate, hate, hate that.
0: I don't like it. It's just, it feels weird to me. I'm like, am I giving the right expression of gratitude? And wh- I just, it's just not my favorite thing.
1: Um, you know what but, I, you know what's so weird about that? What? Is you come from a family where everybody opens their gifts one by one and you have no problem with that.
0: I know. Isn't that weird?
1: Is it because it's family?
0: It, I think it's because everyone's doing it and it's not just me.
1: Oh, so if it was, hey, come on over on the 24th, that's your day. You're going to open all your presents one by one and we're all going to look at it. you. You would lose your mind. Lose it. Then somebody else goes on the 25th, somebody else. Yeah, loses. I would
0: hate it. That's not for me.
1: But if everybody's taking a turn, you're, you're less. This, it's less of a spotlight. Right. Got it.
0: Spoiler alert, it never happened because I had um, Olivia. But I did ask, when it was happening, I asked the host if I could bring Ellie And and give her a a seat, and you know that's not something that normally another child would come to. Like it's kind of an adult thing. But I learned something. You and I learned something during our wedding planning that I have applied to the rest of my life, and I think it's really important in decision making. And I wanted to pass that along. And this is decisions for anything. This is decisions for who you want to be, who you want to be for your kids, who you want to be for your spouse, um, who you want to be at work, all of those things. And when we were wedding planning, we came up with some theme words of what we wanted the wedding to be with our, you know, stationaire, which is, you know, soft, pretty, whatever.
1: Erotic. Shut shut
0: up. And when it came time to make a decision and we really liked two things, I remember we were looking at like a blue color or like a beige color. And she said, well, you've said to me like, like warm and, you know, whatever. That was one of our words blue is cold. So that's how we decided to ditch the blue. And I was thinking about, you know, being Ellie's mom and the relationship that I want with her. And I have put a filter on that of, I want her to feel included by me. I want her to feel comfortable around me. I want her to feel safe with me. I want her to feel like she can, she's included with me and she can tell me anything. Um, And so I was like, you know what, putting that filter on this decision do i do i bring Ellie or is that silly cuz normally i would say no don't bring you know Ellie to a shower uh a not shower a brunch um but i was like you know what no like i want her to feel included loved supported as part of like this team and this tribe that is our family and so i asked if i could bring her and that filter really never fails i do it with our marriage i do it it, it has been one of the key one of my Best things that I have done for our marriages is, this decision that I'm making who I want to be as a spouse. You know, like that's the filter. And I was telling one of my girlfriends, she's newly married.
1: When are you going to start applying that to our day to day stuff, Jeff Dollar? I thought, like, I mean, it was good for the wedding planning, but Jeff Dollar. When are you gonna? When are you gonna? I'll roll give the... you an example. Okay. I'll give you an example. Is, this, in, is this with me? Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm. Um. The example is, then the hardest adjustment for me going from, you know, not married to married was saying yes, even to things that I don't want to do because it's good for the team and we're a team. And I remember one time I was like sitting in the craziest traffic coming home from work and you're like, hey, can you go drop by our mailbox and pick up the mail. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't want to. And I've been sitting in traffic forever. And that's not close. I was like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Because that's the partner that I want to be in our marriage. And I think making those decisions helps you stay consistent and helps you become who you want to be. So I felt like that choice to include Ellie was a step towards who I want to be as a mom. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think this is the The way that you evolve as a person and become the person you want to be, put that filter over the decisions you make. And if, you know, and really be conscious of the choices that you're making and you put that filter of, okay, this is the spouse I want to be. This is the business partner I want to be. This is whatever. And when you come, when it comes to making day-to-day decisions, you put everything through that filter and that gets you closer to where and who you want to be.